It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Divas That Care. My name is Candace Gish. Well, everyone, I'm excited. I'm going to be introducing you to a brand new diva to our family. Her name is Jessica Frusen. And Jessica, I, I'm just beyond excited because this is the very first time Jessica has been a part of our program, and I can't wait to learn all about her. If this is your very first time learning and being a part of the Divas That Care, we have been going now for, oh my goodness, 11 seasons. Uh, we are listening to in over 30 countries around the world. And our show is about inspiration and empowerment. And we're just so excited to share stories about amazing women from around the world. So thank you so much for tuning in to our program today. Well, Jessica, welcome to the program. I, I'm so excited to have you a part of the Divas. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. You guys are doing phenomenal work, and I'm just so proud to uh, be a part of it. Oh, thank you so much. Jessica, I have so many amazing like questions for you today. But before we start, could you introduce yourself to all of our listeners? Absolutely. So my name is Jessica Friesen, and I live in Niagara Lake, Ontario. I am the third-generation owner-operator of a petroleum company in Niagara. We have a chain of 14 gas stations, convenience stores, and we do petroleum delivery. Um, additionally, I am a chartered director, uh, I am a registered nurse, uh, not practicing right now, and I have recently become an author with the uh, publishing of my first book. You know, thank you so much for sharing that with us. Today, we're going to be talking about a book that you've just launched, and can you share a little bit about that? I'd love to hear what the title is and what the book is about and why you decided to become an author. Absolutely. So um, the title of the book is This Will Not Break Me. It is about my personal journey with postpartum depression after I had my son 14 years ago. It is what, uh, it changed my life. The experience after having my son changed my life. It was traumatic. Um, It was intensely personal. It was very, very private. Um, I I had been practicing as a registered nurse for a number of years, and I thought that I had everything together. I thought that I was uber prepared to become a mother. I had always planned on being a mother. My husband and I had wanted to be young parents, and we were very fortunate. I I became pregnant quite quickly. It was relatively easy for us. Um, What we did not anticipate was the the struggle that I had personally after having my son. So when my son was born, I reacted poorly to the painkillers. I took Demerol during the birth, and I reacted very poorly. I started hallucinating. Um, I got very, very ill, and it affected my son as well. So he had uh, reduced oxygen when he was born. He spent a couple of nights in the neonatal ICU, and it really was a crucial time right after the birth of my son to, to form those bonds and to uh, establish, you know, get, kind of get, get your feet wet with, with being a parent. And 
everything for me was so, uh, it was such a, a crazy time. It was isolating and it was scary and I didn't know what was going to happen to my son. I didn't know how severe it was. And that really started me off in my, my parenthood and my motherhood poorly. But again, I was a registered nurse, so I expected that I could figure these things out. And, and when I brought my concerns to individuals, I brought them to, to people fairly timidly and shyly and tried to ask for advice. And I was constantly told, don't worry, you'll figure it out. Don't worry, we all go through it you'll be okay. But nobody really gave me very much um, advice, no ironclad advice uh, that I could really use to implement and to uh, improve the situation. And so that really started me off on the wrong foot and it spiraled from there. I struggled with breastfeeding, uh, my son, typical newborn, you know, uh, constantly feeding him. I, I breastfed him. So, I, you know, I felt like I felt like a cow because you're just constantly on duty. Um, it was it was a really, really tough time. And before I knew it, I had spiraled so far down that I was withdrawing from society. I was not going out in public unless absolutely necessary. I was uh, really, I really wasn't leaving my house unless my husband was with me. I didn't feel that I was capable of taking care of my son outside of the intensely controlled uh, walls of my house. I was terrified because of the decision that I had made with the Demerol. And this is, this is uh, one of the, one of the signs and symptoms of postpartum depression is your, 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 your brain just kind of goes in overdrive and you are thinking about the absolute worst case scenarios constantly. Your, in, in my case, my brain was flipping from one concern to another concern. I couldn't focus long enough to figure out how to tackle anything in my life. And I mean anything. The only things that I could handle were feeding my son, and changing his bum for a long time. And I hid that from everyone because I thought if, if people find out how poorly I'm struggling with this, they would, they would intervene. And that intervention would be somebody taking my son away from them, away from me, or feeling that I was a bad mother, or feeling that you know, I've, I have one child, how can I possibly, and if and I have one child, and if I'm struggling this poorly with the first one, how can I possibly have another one? So it was very erratic. It was very, very stressful. It was very scary. I didn't talk to anybody about it. And this was back in 2007. There, I mean, the internet was around, of course, but if I didn't use the internet like I do these days. These days I would just Google something and find an institution that could support me. And, and there are those out there. Um, there's still not a lot for postpartum depression, but there are some. And, you know, I would educate myself. I didn't do any of that. I didn't feel capable of doing any of that back then. It was all too much. It was too scary. I just had to make sure that my son was okay and that is all I could all I could handle. 
I had my son in June, and that was another uh, another element that really added to um, the spiral. In June, just like in school, everything is wrapping up. All of the programs that are out there for new parents are wrapping up for the summer. So through July, through August, there were, you know, tidbits of, of um, sessions here or there where you could go and do a baby massage class or, you know, do some kind of storybook session or what whatnot. But it wasn't anything that was really structured, continual basis. So, again, I, I didn't have um, – there wasn't a lot of, of structured support out there. I was a person, I was the first one of my group of friends that had a child. I didn't know a lot of other, other young moms. And because of that lack of structure, of organizational support, I didn't have the opportunity to develop new friendships and meet other new moms for the first three months. And it wasn't until September so three months after my son was born, that I was able to start uh, registering for those kinds of support systems. And when I finally met other moms and started to have those kind of open, honest conversations saying, you know, I'm struggling with whatever, you know, I'm struggling with breastfeeding or I'm struggling with bottle feeding or my child won't sleep through the night. When you're in a a setting where you're surrounded by your peers and you can talk openly and honestly and and just really say I'm having a tough time there's there's something about that kind of conversation that is so powerful being able to have that kind of a conversation and just say you know motherhood is not what I thought it was going to be motherhood is hard and as much as I care for my baby you know I'm struggling so it was it was a really tough period of my life, and it took me years to really um, grasp the gravity of that situation and how it really changed my life. So fast forward to 2019, and and by 2019, I was a uh, I was the third generation owner of of Gail's Gas Bars in Niagara, and I was a businesswoman, and I had done uh, a lot of community work and I was looked on I am looked on as a community leader and I take that very seriously and I was given the opportunity to be the leadership sponsor for our local branch of United Way and with that sponsorship I was given the opportunity to say a speech at their kickoff breakfast and they wanted me to highlight why I wanted to to partner with them um, and why others should par- want to partner with them. And I really took that very seriously, and I sat down and I really thought about it. And my, um, my personal ethos, my personal mantra in life is to make sure that the world is a better place because I was a part of it, to make sure that I do good work in this community and in the world, and that my children and one day my grandchildren can look back and say, wow, I, was so, I am so proud that she was my mother. And so when I wrote that speech for the United Way kickoff breakfast, I really took that to heart. And I touched on my, post, my battle with postpartum depression in that speech. And the response that I had was overwhelming. There were women in the audience that were coming up to me after with tears in their eyes saying, wow, you know, you, 
I, I, I am so grateful for you to be honest and open with us that you have this struggle. I did too. I received phone calls in the days following and emails in the days following. And I got to thinking, you know, it's been, at that point in time, it had been 12 years since, uh, since my son had been born. And I'm a pretty strong woman. I think I'm a, quite a strong woman. And I thought, if it's all conversation, if it just takes someone to put her story on paper or on radio or in television or whatever, I can do that. I'm okay with my history. I'm very comfortable with, with where, I, where I've come from and what I've gone through. And, and I can be that person that, you know, bears her soul um, because that's really what this has felt like um, if it's going to help others. And that's how my book came about. I took some uh, real time and, and COVID, you know, with uh, uh, the lockdowns and whatnot gave me some extra time. Uh, so I, mm-hmm. I sat down and I wrote my book and I've got a fantastic friend who is in publishing who was just uh, an amazing support through all of this. And if I can plug Onera Media quickly from Niagara Falls, they are just phenomenal. And if you're publishing, call them. And, uh, you know, it's been a phenomenal process. And already, Candace, the response that I am receiving from people just on my social platforms that have learned about what I'm doing, it's really been overwhelming. And I think that, I think that this could help people. And I'm very proud of it already. Oh my God, Jessica! I just, I just want to applaud you, and I, I really want to thank you for coming on our program and talking about that. And honestly, I wish I had heard somebody, uh, heard your story when I had my children too, because I think there was that, that stigma attached to things. And I look back now, and I think a lot of me did have postpartum depression, but I don't know if I, I didn't recognize it. I had, you know, my four children in six years and it was just very overwhelming. And I always say I had that fog and I don't remember, but I think a lot of it had to do with, it was just overwhelming. And when Mm -hmm. stories like yours come out, it makes you realize, oh my goodness, I didn't see that. Or I didn't want to acknowledge that. Or, you know, I'm scared of what people are going to think of me. And you're like, no, it's okay. This is my story. This is how I'm going to help the world. And, you know what, honestly, I really think that your story is going to change a lot of people's lives. And I just want to say thank you so, so much for doing that. Well, thank you. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's taken a while for me, but um, it's truly becoming the silver lining around what I went through. And I truly believe that, that society these days, you know, uh, to digress just a tiny bit, 100 years ago, Families were much bigger than they are these days. Um, You know, having five to eight kids was normal. So saying, don't worry, you'll figure it out to a new mom, they would have had some kind of, uh, you know, experience having raised kids in some capacity, whether that was watching Mm -hmm. their older brother or sister or their uh, aunts and uncles or whatever. But these days with smaller families, I was an individual where – I had held only, you know, a baby maybe a couple of dozen times before I held my son. So yep. being told, don't worry, you'll figure it out in 2021 or in 2007, it's not, it's not okay. It's, it's not enough. We have to be watchful. 
We have to support new parents, not just the moms, and we need to be able to step up and take action if necessary. And I think that that really starts with conversation. I do too. Thank you so much. I honestly, I wish somebody would have said that to me too, because I always was told that you'll figure it out. You got this. And, you know, at the time for my first daughter, I was a single parent doing it on my own and I had no idea what I was doing. And it was just, it was kind of an overwhelming time. And you're right. We need to have that support system or, you know, a way to check in and have that conversation and, this book of yours is going to change so many people's lives. And, you know, thank you so much. What we're going to be doing to our diva listeners out there, we're going to be sharing this on all of our social media because I think it's really important to share that. And uh, I think I'm even, because I love what you're doing, I'm going to do a giveaway and, and get one of your books and do a giveaway to our listeners. Oh, wonderful. That's fantastic. Well, you know, I like I said, I hope if, if this can help one person, then it will have, it will have met my mark, but I'm really hoping that, that this is uh, just the beginning of, of a bigger movement. I think so, too. And you know what? For all the stuff that has happened, it, obviously COVID was a good thing for you because you were able to have the time to be able to write this out, and we are very thankful for that. That's right. Yeah, you got to look at silver linings, right? <laughs> we do. You know, we hear a lot of that out there. Um, so, Jessica, tell us, you know, how – how our listeners can get a hold of your book, uh, how can they support you in this endeavor? Because obviously you're going to be doing, be talking a lot more about this um, because it's very passionate to you. How can our listeners be a part of this with you? Yeah, so um, I'm on Facebook, uh, Jessica Gale Friesen. Uh, you can go on my LinkedIn, Jessica Friesen, or you can visit my website. It's jessicagalefriesen.com. Uh, the book should be launched uh, next week or the week after. It's just in its absolute finishing touches. And if you go on the website and sign up for updates, then you will be one of the first to know when it's available. Um, otherwise, you can email me, uh, hello at jessicagalefriesen.com. That's Jessica, J-E-S-S-I-C-A, Gale, G-A-L-E, Friesen, F-R-I-E-S-E-N. Perfect. And I will be posting that on our social media also. Jessica, one other question I do have is at the end of our, all of our programs, I usually ask my, my amazing guests if they have any tips, tools, things they want to share. And this can be related to, you know, having, being a, an amazing woman in business, being a woman in leadership role, um, with family, anything you want to talk about. So I, spe- I think especially during COVID, um, it has shown me that you don't need to be perfect at everything. I think that it's important to set realistic expectations of yourself, to not overextend yourself, and to make sure that you prioritize your own health and your family um, at the same time. Because at the end of the day, your kids are only kids for, you know, a few years. And uh, I can't believe it. My son turned 14 on Monday, and it's just mind-blowing that he's taller than me already. So, you know, prioritizing yourself and your personal life is not a bad thing, and it should definitely be something that you continue to do. I love that. Thank you so much. And that is amazing. I just want to mention that my daughter turned 15 on Monday, and she was my game changer also. So thank you so much for everything that you've done, Jessica. You are an inspiration. You are very empowering. Uh, we love listening to amazing women in business empowering authors and we hope that you come back on the divas again 
Oh, I would love to. Thank you so much, Candace. Thank you. And a big shout out to all of our listeners. Make sure that you check out Jessica's website. As I said, I'm going to be posting that on our social media. Go in there, get her book. You know, it will inspire and help so many women out there. Um, and also make sure that you check out all of our other hosts on the divasthatcare.com. You know, we have so many amazing guests that have been on our program. Make sure that you support each and every one of them. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. Thanks to my amazing guest, Jessica Reason. And I hope that you have a fantastic day, everyone, and that you do something kind. Until next time. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.